Hello everyone, you're very welcome to our Dunboyne podcast. My name is Joanna Daw and we are here today to discuss a very important event happening in the Barbican Theatre in Drogheda on Tuesday the 7th of March. So joining me in studio today we have Principal Dennis Leonard of Dunboyne College of Further Education. We have Davy MacDonald from Drogheda Institute of Further Education and Park McGovern from Ophie Institute of Further Education in Dundalk. Also joining me today is Jean Young and Jean is our PR and media liaison for Dunboyne College of Further Education. You're all very welcome. So we're going to be discussing the very important collaboration between the three colleges to mark International Women's Day. And these three colleges have come together to put on this very unique event. And it's a play by the uh, playwright and broadcaster Nula McKeever from Belfast. Nula has been commissioned to write and perform this play, which is directed by Dan Gordon. And this is going to celebrate this very unique event and it's International Women's Day and it's a purple tie event. So I've got some questions here that we would like to ask our guests. So firstly, I'm going to ask, you know, as three further education colleges, as we come together to celebrate this collaboration, how do you think or how important do you think it is uh, to really collaborate on this event when you consider that the three colleges have come together. David, could I ask you that question first? OK, well, I suppose uh, we've been well used as part, we're all part of the LME to be, and we've been well used to collaborating with us on many projects over the years, most notably last year's Teach Meet. But in particular this year, we're delighted to celebrate International Women's Day and to recognise the importance that all women play in our society. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Park, what about you? Well, how important is the collaboration, do you think? Any excuse, really, Joanna, to collaborate is, is, is a very positive thing. And we are educational communities at other ends, maybe, of the counties, but at the same time, we're very close uh, in the sense of public transport or whatever. So it's very important that we all collaborate for all sorts of reasons. Now, this is a very, very good reason, but equally that that we look at each other and see what's happening in the in uh, our sister colleges and take on examples of best practice and also share with our, our uh, counterparts as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Dennis, what about you? Look, at, I'm delighted to be part of this uh, collaboration and uh, thanks to yourself, Joanna, and to our committee here and the committees in Diffie and Ophi who've collaborated on this. An awful lot of work has gone into it. And uh, it, look, at, we've collaborated, as, as my colleagues have said, for many, many years. And I would be amazed if there's any further education uh, principals or colleges around the country who collaborate at the level that we do. An idea for one of us is an idea for all of us. And um, it's, it's a, a chance to come together to share what you know, education to share, you know, what women have brought and so many of our, our teaching staff, so many of our students, um, you know, have come up the hard way sometimes in a society which is not that equal. And it's important to recognise that. And it's important to celebrate what the women of the world have brought to to our colleges and to our country. Very good. So, uh, look, this is the first time that the FET colleges in Louth and Meath have actually got together. I mean, I know we had our very successful Teach Meet last year in Drogheda, which was a great event. And I suppose we wanted or we hoped that we could build on it. I mean, do you think that us as three 
sister colleges will be involved in future projects? Well, most definitely, Joanna. And, you know, I think it started off last year in some small way with the Teach Meet in, in Drogheda Institute. And now we're, we've moved to another and probably a bigger event, a more public event and a more recognition that the that, uh, the collaboration is very, very strong between all of us. And, and I, th- I definitely think that next year, you know, we, there are plans to continue on with Teach Meets, with further Teach Meets, maybe on, on a biannual basis. And that every other year we should definitely have some other level of, co- of collaboration. It's a great opportunity for teachers, for staff, for students to meet each other and to gain ideas and, and uh, put those good ideas into practice. Excellent. Park, what do you think of that? I think there's a great will out there, Joanna, no question. Uh, I suppose, what are the challenges? Well, the challenges are really the shortness of the academic year. So, the, I mean, life in a further education college is mad. It is it is just mad with energy. It's mad with things happening. And, and it's very actually difficult to to get slots in the diary to have these very worthwhile events. And I mean, this one's happening uh, after school hours. But I mean, to, to, to get collaboration uh, between active collaboration between the colleges, just with the calendar so tight as it is, is is a big challenge. It's a very worthwhile thing to look at and to look at positively, but it is a challenge. The other thing I'd like to say around about the, the sort of the, I'd like to just kind of put out the word team out there that that I know enough fee and I'm absolutely certain about Diffie and, and Dunboyne as well that the the students work and and I suppose the teachers as well work very much as a team and that we don't isolate gender in any way or encourage it you know and and as you say some some of our students may have come from difficult situations but the whole experience of further education is to promote that whole thing of us all working together in a co-educational environment and, and a, a, where we work as a team to bring out the very best talents from everybody. Look, at I'd have to agree with my colleagues and uh, look, at this is a wonderful event. It's been well planned. It's celebrating such an important day on the calendar internationally. And I think, as or, as, a, as Park said, we're all about team and there's also Team LMETB. We're part of an organisation which supports us, you know, financially through Solus. It supports us in terms of backup for IT, for administration, for, you know, procurement, for every single thing that we do. So I think it's important for us as, as people who work in head office, for people who work in each of the three colleges, for our teachers, our students, to have an opportunity. I'd love to see an annual opportunity, whatever that event might be, where people can come together and celebrate all that we bring to further education and all that further education brings to this region. Last year and the year before, we published, as you know, Voices and then Other Voices, which was our book of poetry um, and artwork um, from students and teachers and outside contributors. It was fantastic. And this event will also showcase, you know, amazing talent from students and teachers as well. And as you said, Park, you know, it's busy. We have busy lives and it's very hard to find time for all of these, even though we want to. But do you think that, you know, showcasing talent, doing all of those, bringing those initiatives forward, do you think that that could be built in some way into the curriculum? I absolutely hope so. It's a very, very worthwhile thing to do. Um, And it's something that I suppose as a a group of three here, we should actively look at and see how it can be done. Particularly Particularly now as we come out of a pandemic situation, which kind of froze everything in time for for two years, that as we look at courses, as as we look at course development, as we look at progression and and where our students are going, 
and how to give them the very best service, both in personal development as well as academic development, uh, yes, I would agree that is something that we should certainly prioritise. And David, can you see any way that that could be built into the curriculum? Yeah, well, I suppose it's it's built into the extra curriculum at the moment in the sense that we have the Robert Ballot Art Awards to which we all submit uh, applications to and which has an annual uh, event again happening, I think, uh, later on this mo- month in, in, in Drod in, in Stockwell Street in the art galleries uh, there. There is also, uh, you know, extracurricular in, the, in terms of sport. We're all involved in the higher education leagues where we compete uh, in active uh, participation again each other, sometimes friendly, uh, but sometimes not so friendly. Uh, but but it's very encouraging and extra curriculum. So what I'd be more excited about, I suppose, is trying to bring staff members together. And as you say, rightly alluded to, um, looking at curricular uh, issues and trying to you know develop best practice and share best practice between members of staff. Excellent. And Dennis, could you give us a three-day week then and let us work the other three <laughs> on initiatives? Uh, absolutely, Joanna. You, you get done in three days, a lot of people take five to do anyway. <laughs> but um, no, when you look at the end uh, at the end result, it, the art that was produced in in the book that you, you helped produce and uh, the art that I've seen from, from Diffie and Ophie and ourselves, the, the creative writing that you foster, um, you know, all them are, are, are not just assignments, not just modules, not just things that they have to get through, but they're also something that can be shared and, and show creativity and I think they can be built into a lot of key assignments. I think it can be built into you know, event management classes you know, all, you know helping to organise these events where teachers and students collaborate together, you know, to make these things happen but I think that at the end of the day we need to celebrate in, in next Tuesday we're celebrating women but we're also celebrating the creativity of our students both artistic creative writing and uh, you know the way that they can express themselves some way in, sometimes in very very unique ways yeah, Excellent and I mean you know how did you all feel about this initial idea you know to commission and to stage this performance I mean did you want to lock yourselves in the office and just <laughs> hide away when you heard that this was this was coming about Joanne every time you come in my door I kind of go. <laughs> I go. What's coming next? But but it's a it's, it's a wonderful surprise to have that that this idea was there. I just, from day one I thought <laughs> it's wonderful to be able to do something together. Drawhead is a very central location for the three of us. Uh, it's a chance, as I said, like Teach Meet for people to meet who are colleagues in LMETB, for students who are fellow learners in LMETB, for some of the people who are administration to see on the ground the creativity of the students that they help to administrate. So uh, you know, I I just thought it's nice. A wonderful idea and I think it's so important to celebrate International Women's Day if I give one quick example that we have to do a personal st- statement here students that want to come here for next year and I was reading a few of them there during the week for a student who wants to come and do law and politics with us next year and she says she's only a couple of years here from Afghanistan and she had to leave Afghanistan because she is no longer allowed to go to school and she has come here and she's managed to uh, get through the fifth and sixth year here and now she wants to come and study law and politics because the equality, the inequality that she's felt in her life as a woman in her own culture, she wants to do her best to make a society where that's no longer the case. Okay, excellent. Park, have you anything to add to that? I think it's very difficult to add to what what, um, Dennis has just said in actual fact because it reminds us of where we are and where where other cultures are and the the suffering that, that sectors, that religion, that women suffer in other parts of the world and it's actually wonderful that someone can can come over here and kind of join the gang join the team and develop 
uh, and and progress and succeed. And I suppose I would also ask that as we uh, that we should look back at at, at our students, at our successful students, because I know in a fee we have a lot of people coming to us, you know, who have been with us twenty years ago, dare I say thirty years ago, and have succeeded in life, and they have an awful lot to contribute as well. Uh, and you know that the 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 way they say that that the good times they had and the chances they got in further education we need we need to say that as well and we need to get that out there and I think that's another opportunity for us to collaborate yeah i i think i don't we have many stories like like Dennis when we have um on our doorstep we have um a kind of um Mosny Education Centre and again a lot of refugees are housed there a lot of stories about what happens in other jurisdictions a lot of these people weren't allowed uh, even afforded within Ireland until recently to be able to come to our further education college but now uh, we they are fully embraced and that's a, a wonderful thing and some wonderful experience have, have, have come out of that uh, on a more general team I suppose uh, women make up uh, a little over 50% of the population is that stating the obvious but within the further education sector uh, in the student population maybe 66% 70% maybe of our student population and maybe 80 or 90% of our staff population so it's only right and appropriate uh, that we take this day the 8th of March uh, I remember uh, reading back in history when the, the ladies in, in, in Russia marched and Petrograd it was a prelude to the Russian revolution and hopefully further revolutions might happen uh, for women in Ireland and also abroad. Hopefully. Thank you very much. So I'm going to pass over now to my colleague um, Jean Young and she has a few questions that she'd like to ask you. I think we've actually more or less answered my, my first point here to be fair um, but I think it's just something worth you know sort of staying, stating um, and this is from the Global Initiative as you've referred to there as well but the Global Initiative for International Women's Day which we are obviously a part but the aim this year um, for 2023 and the, I suppose the hashtag, the tagline is Embrace Equity and that's the campaign and get the world talking about why equal opportunities aren't enough. Um, and I think what we've just been starting to talk about is that people start from different places geographically and in every other, um, very many other ways. So true inclusion and belonging require equitable action and that's what what they're saying, I suppose, at, at, um, at a global level. Within the FET sector, it is so true that people are starting from different places. So how do you see our colleges being inclusive and embracing equity? Um, look, at, uh, I think that it's something that it's easy to put down in a statement, but sometimes it's hard to fully carry through on. We think we're being equitable. We think we're giving everyone the same opportunities. But we've talked today, even at a, our earlier management meeting about, uh, you know, you know, I suppose, ladies and w- women who come as mature students to get the chance to go back. Maybe they never had that chance in, in education before. And now they're getting the opportunity to make sure that they're fully supported and being able to do that. Um, we're talking about uh, young women who don't feel they can um, get a, a career in certain areas of IT because, or engineering or, or, or different fields that were always seen as a male domain um, and you know it starts very young with the blue and the pink, it starts with conditioning, it starts with you know boys toys and girls toys and it starts with well you'll be the engineer and you'll be the nurse and I think one of our jobs in, in education and even if, it, if it's still there when it gets to further education to break down those walls, to break down those barriers to break down those prejudices, to make sure that anybody who walks in our door feels they will have equal opportunity in any of the 60 courses we offer or are offered throughout 
about Ophi or, or Diffie that they will have the same opportunity as their male counterparts to be successful either in acquiring a HE place or progressing on to in that vocational area to, to land that job in that field that maybe 20 years ago was seen as an all-male domain. Parik? Uh, I'd say that we really have to look before for the red. I think that, that every school should be co-educational for a start and that equality kicks in there and then progresses uh, as we go. And everything that Dennis has said about uh, kind of different courses that um, are stereotyped, that all needs to, to go out the window. And to be fair, I think a lot of work is is being done and has been done. There's a lot more to do, but it is happening. Uh, but I always wonder about the, the, the single gender, the, the purpose of a single gender institution of any sort, but particularly a school. Well, there, there's no doubt we have certain courses that are very male-dominated um, in terms of enrolment and certain courses are very female-dominated. And I suppose the challenge that you're rising to us is to uh, how do we cross that barrier, that Rubicon? I, th- I do think, uh, you know, as part of the FET College of the Future and part of the FET and Solace State of Policy, uh, you know, we are all going to be looking to skills to the economy, pathways and progressions, but we're also going to be looking at inclusion and equitable opportunities for all. Okay, maybe just one final question, if that's okay. The United Nations have taken a particular interpretation of this year's theme as well, and they've particularly talked about digital, and they define that as innovation and technology for gender equality. Um, and we are talking about FET of the future. So can you think, I suppose, or can we just maybe touch upon what educational um, and teaching um, tools and experience, I suppose, can we bring to bear, especially when we're talking about the whole digital world and, I suppose, improved digital, digital literacy overall, but specifically, I suppose, how that might benefit gender equality. I, I can come in on that one. That's a difficult one. That's the 10 marker question. Uh, look, I, I, look, we are going to be facing into a digital economy and there are serious challenges with that. Some of the government's response to this has been, for example, to introduce software development purely just for females. Uh, you know, there are if there is a fit apprenticeship for software development for females, but I don't think that's the right answer. I think we need to be across the board, across all courses, uh, across uh, genders and ac- across age groups, across with diversity of population and diversity of people and that's the challenge that we're faced with and that's the challenge that we're, that we're taking on increasingly in our colleges. I remember many, many years ago we applying for, in Ophi, applying for um, BTEC recognition and uh, an examiner coming over there and they were absolutely amazed at the, the proportions of male and female and how we had, uh, if you like, good numbers and good proportions in, in, in every every course, including ones like IT and whatever at the time, compared to the UK. I'm not saying that they were perfect, but they were better than the UK at the time. And, I mean, I was teaching at that time, and I was teaching hardware and uh, IT hardware, and I know that the girls who were interested in it became the very best graduates because they just had a... a once they were motivated and interested, they were so attentive to detail. They were they became excellent technicians. But I also feel we have to be careful and not try and force people down a particular uh, career path simply to to even up the statistics. I think that's just doing the same. That that's the other side of the coin, and we're just going. You know that that it's very important that we look at what people want to do. Also look at how good they are at it, and then try and offer them the very best career advice 
and information that we possibly can and show them the opportunities that are there for them and then allow them to make the decision. Like the media and film students that are just next door, that's a mixture of, of yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right, Jean. I think that if you look at a lot of our classes, you know, where we have a lot of balance for male and female and it doesn't seem to matter in the arts area, science, you know, they all seem fine, even though we're looking, for, obviously, for more females in STEM. But Porik's right about the fact that we don't want to force people into careers they don't want to go into either. However, a lot of us do with role models and we talk today about our guidance counsellors go out to schools and that's where it starts we're trying to track people into our courses and we're saying if we got people we had Facebook here last week and they have collaborations with us and we said look it wouldn't be great if they had some of their female technicians to maybe go out on our school visits to, to show the girls in, in preferably as Parks as a mixed school to say look at these careers are for me as well because traditionally it's, it's okay to say but the conditioning starts like I say with the blue and the pink at two and three years of age and we get pushed in different directions and oh that's not for you and how often are people told in life that's not for you well maybe it is for you so I think one of the things we have to do in further ed is whether you're male or female, if something is for you, it's, a, it's our job as educators to make sure that has every possibility of happening. Well, you all got distinctions now for that answer. I just want to tell you, <laughs> that was very, very, that was very, very good. Um, so I suppose we've come to the end of the discussion. So I, before we, we end it completely, I would just want to talk about the event. So the event is on at the Barbican in the Barbican Theatre in Drogheda. I just want uh, to thank Declan Power and his team who have been so supportive um, of the whole event. Um, You can download your tickets on Eventbrite. Just go on to Eventbrite. uh, Look for Truth, Love or Promise, the play performed and written and performed by Nula McKeever, directed by Dan McKeown. Um, also, um, on the night, there's going to be a lovely finger food reception by... Drahada Institute Further Education and also on the night we've got a surprise it's a montage um, that uh, will be delivered and show will showcase all of the wonderful poetry and artwork from the three colleges which is and that's a surprise I can't say too much about that because it'll spoil the surprise on the night we also have a guest speaker um, Dr Anita Byrne a senior midwife and lecturer from the DKIT so get your tickets they're going fast there's 350 tickets gone already it's a five-seater um, theatre so, um, and I hope just everybody enjoys the night. But I'd like to thank my, my guests here, Dennis, Parik, uh, David and Jean um, for attending. It was a very important discussion, I think, to have today. And it's been great to see you all. And thank you so much. <laughs>